Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Vilas. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. Today, we're chatting with Johnny Erickson Tata. If you don't know her, I am over the moon excited to introduce you to my friend Johnny, the founder and CEO of Johnny and Friends, an organization that provides Christian outreach in the disability community. Johnny and Friends provides practical support and spiritual help to special needs families worldwide. Johnny Erickson Tata is the author of numerous books, including two brand new books that we are going to talk about today, The Awesome Super Fantastic Forever Party, published by The Good Book Company, and Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls, published by Crossway. Johnny Erickson Tata, welcome back to the Journey Women podcast. Good to be with you. And of course, all those who are tuning in, my pleasure. Well, I have to tell you that I'm often asked what my favorite episode in the history of Journey Women is. I don't know how many episodes we've aired at this point, but yours is always at the top of my list. We last chatted about the goodness of God. It was a few years ago, and I was so blessed by our conversation, Johnny. I'm just so grateful that you'd be willing to join us again. Well, God continues to be good in both of our lives, Hunter, and lots of things have happened since we last talked. And And I'm just grateful to be on the air with you again today. It's so true. Um, At the top of the list is that you have two books that are soon to come out. One is called, and I have to get the title, Johnny, because every time I type it in, I end up flipping one of the adjectives and I'm like the super awesome, fantastic. It's the awesome, super fantastic forever party. And it's all about eternity. And this is such a helpful book, Johnny. I've got to tell you, I'm always asked because I've recently lost two of my immediate family members, what resources we are using to help talk to our children about eternity, about heaven, about, you know, death, all of these things. And man, this has been such a wonderful resource for our family personally, and I've already shared it. And I know some of my friends have gotten it and they said it has been so healing for them to be able to talk to their children about what we are to look forward to in eternity. So thank you so much for this beautiful children's book published by The Good Book Company. We're going to talk about that some today. And then the other one is Songs of Suffering. When does this one release, Johnny? Oh my goodness, look at you. You've got an advanced copy. 
Do you I don't have even this yet? This. No, I don't. <laughs> Let me hold it in front of the camera. Here's Ooh, the there cover. it is. Wow, look at that. How fun. I've got to it tell my publisher wonderful. to send me these things. <laughs> this is so absolutely so beautiful. Um, you have 25 hymns and devotions for weary souls. I've already shared this one as well. I mean, you're just speaking right to my season of suffering, having walked through loss in the last year. Tell me about these books, Johnny. I'm so excited about both of them. Well, the first book that you mentioned, and I'm going to get the adjectives wrong too, The Awesome, <laughs> Super Fantastic Forever Party. Uh, it was a book that I wrote for, it's a book I wrote for children. But honestly, uh, Hunter, I think that adults are being blessed by this book as well. I just received an email from a precious mother two days ago, and her her 14-month-old is uh, soon to go to heaven. And she has been wrestling with how to explain this to this little one's siblings, her other children. And she found this book to be a great resource, as you said, to explain uh, what's going to happen on the other side of eternity. But I also heard that a couple of adults have enjoyed reading this because it's given clarity to the haziness, the, the thinking that is sometimes tainted by myth and fable. Well, all of those myths and fables are are swept away in this book, and we we just use the Bible. I use the Bible as the reference to what heaven's going to be like. Heaven, as you can imagine, Hunter, is much on my heart and mind. Mm. Colossians chapter 3 says, set your mind on heavenly things above. And my own suffering as a quadriplegic is given context, it's given meaning when I look at it from a heavenly perspective. So I was ripe for writing this book, and I am delighted with the illustrations which have been painted by Katerina Oliveria. She is a fabulous artist, and uh, the Good Book Company has done a great job of putting together a remarkable resource for not only children, but for adults when it comes to heaven. I so agree. And, you know, so much of your work, Johnny, is depicted by your love for God's word and then your praise. I mean, we talk about a lot on the Journeywood podcast how our theology leads to doxology, and you just live that out so beautifully. Um, and so I think that just leads us right into this Songs of Suffering devotional that you've written with Crossway. You're thinking about the new heavens and the new earth. You're dwelling on what's to come, and um, you're led to praise the Lord through songs. So tell us about the Songs of Suffering book that you have coming out here with Crossway here in a bit. Well, um, Hunter, for those of our listeners who might not know my story, I've been a quadriplegic uh, coming up on 55 years, having broken my neck decades ago when I was a teenager. But in the last 20 years, 15 or 20 years, I have struggled with chronic pain. Um, it's made my quadriplegia feel like a walk in the park. It really has. Uh, Chronic pain is the issue in my life that I deal with, I wrestle with. And Hunter, there are so many nights I just don't sleep. And I cannot call my husband for the fourth time to get up out of his bed, wake up, come over, reposition my body in bed, retuck my pillows, try to alleviate my pain. I just can't call him that many times. And so I lay there and I deep breathe and chase away anxiety by reciting in my head as prayers stanzas to remarkable hymns. Like, oh, for instance, just last night, I could not sleep. And I was reciting to the Lord Jesus, 
Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast bid me gaze upon me, and thy beauty fills my soul. For thy, by thy transforming power, you have made me whole, Lord Jesus. So this is what I do, Hunter. I recite scripture. I talk back to the Lord all the favorite Bible stories that have encouraged me. But mainly, I recite to him stanzas of hymns that are filled with good doctrine, hope, encouragement from his word. And that's what this book is about. What I've done is I've taken 25 hymns whose stanzas uh, have just enriched my heart in the middle of the night when I cannot sleep. And I've committed all of these hymns to memory. And so I have them as a ready resource at night when I cannot sleep and my hands cannot reach for a, a Bible or a book. I just recite these, these wonderful words to these remarkable, timeless hymns of the faith. And I encourage the reader to do the same to memorize these hymns with me uh, so that those words can be a good resource for them as well during tough times or confusing times or disappointing seasons in their lives. So that's why I wrote the book, to encourage people to memorize and to point people to these uh, great hymns through wonderful stories. I think the stories I've written in this book are, are um, half the beauty of it, uh, to just bless the hearts of those readers. Well, I cannot wait to read it. It actually just came in the mail yesterday, Johnny. So really excited to dig into it more. Beautiful pictures throughout, too. It is a devotional, like truly a worshipful experience just to get to open the pages of the hymns to see the scriptures and the pictures paired throughout. Um, but I have to tell you, Johnny, the person who came on last week. So this is an episode that will air in one week. OK, it was Kristen Getty. And I knew she was coming on and your publishers had reached out, both of them, to see if you could come on Journey Women. And this series that we're doing, it's called Read It, See It, Say It, Sing It. It's all about knowing and loving God and His Word. And we had already been full. But when somebody emails me and says, Johnny Erickson Tata is ready to come on Journey Women, I say, we will make a place for Johnny, <laughs> for Johnny to join us. And it was so wonderful because when Kristen and I were talking, we talked about the element of singing God's word, how when we dwell richly with God in his word, we are naturally led to sing and testify to his wonderful works, as the psalmist says. So naturally, I told her uh, that when I was talking to you, it was really so inspiring for me to think about singing through suffering, which is kind of one of your catchphrases that you've said so often in your ministry. And she talked about how you have been so impactful for her in her ministry. And then we talked all about hymnody and how we can put this into practice in our life. And so this is just such a wonderful conversation just to tie everything together. Well, uh, Kristen is the best one to speak to how singing the Word of God can transform your heart. Because when you sing, it's not just a, a melodic harmony that you're lifting before the Lord. It's not just something pretty that sounds nice. No, music has a way of taking the words which we sing and ingraining them in the patterns of rhyme and cadence and rhythm mm. uh, and music. It, 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 it pushes the words deep into our, the real estate of our brain cells. We, 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 we just grasp whatever it is we're singing about a lot more deeply because of the influence of music um, and its patterns 
and how those patterns can impress truth on our hearts and in our in our heads. So yeah, Kristen's the right one to speak to uh, the importance of singing the word of God. And again, that's what this book is about. It's 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 taking the timeless truths of scripture and through music, oh my goodness, not only impressing these doctrinal uh, principles deep into our souls, but lifting a melody before the Lord Jesus that delights him. Oh, Hunter, I just love the idea that that what I sing brings great delight to the Lord. The Psalms says that the saints uh, sing on their beds. That's what I do every night. And to know that that brings a smile to my Savior just blesses me to no end. Mm, Well, you have been such an encouragement to me to sing good songs and to be dwelling on the things that I want my life to sing of, so to speak. So can you tell me, Johnny, what role has regularly reading, singing, saying, singing the scripture in particular played in your life? And how has God's word really met you in the middle of your suffering? Well, that's a good point right there. How has God's word met me? Hunter, I thrive on Bible promises. They are my meat and drink. You know, when we're told in God's word that no test, no trial, temptation has come upon you except what is common to man, but God will make a, quote, way of escape so that you can bear up under it. Well, that way of escape are Bible promises. It's his promises. Mm. Each of them is a yes and amen in Christ. So when we rehearse Bible promises to ourselves, when we speak them out loud, when we repeat them, we are drawing close to Christ because all those Bible promises find their fulfillment in our Savior. And so, Hunter, when I am distressed, when pain seems overwhelming, when I feel I cannot go on, I hold fast to Bible promises. They keep my mind from wandering down dark, depressing paths where I just cannot allow my emotions to go. I've got to rein them in. I've got to corral them. I've got to command those wayward thoughts. And the way I do it is through promises of God's word. For instance, um, lately I've been holding fast to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. It says, though we are hard-pressed on all sides, we are not crushed. Hmm. That is huge. In the middle of the night, Hunter, when I'm in searing pain, I will speak to it. I will breathe deeply. I will relax into it. And I will say to it, pain, you might be pressing me in hard on all sides, but you will not crush me Mm. because I trust my Savior and Jesus is on my side. God is for me, never against me in this pain. This pain may harm my body, but it cannot, it will not harm my soul because 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 assures me of that. Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, 
thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. Hunter, that's the way we should talk to ourselves. When our minds and our emotions go dark, go into some uh, downward spiraling orbit, you got to talk to your soul, as did King David, right? Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, Psalm 42. You got to talk to your your heart, your mind, your will, emotions, and you got to jerk things back up right side through Bible promises. I speak to this in this book, Songs of Suffering, because, I don't know, we, we, I think, Hunter, you might agree, we live in a culture where everything has to feel good. We, we, we judge the fairness of God, the goodness of God, and His justice by how we feel. Well, sometimes feelings are going to go south, and when they do, we, we need Bible promises to hold on to. Yes. And I think, Johnny, you know, what you're talking about is we need true hope. And I think that's another thing that we really wrestle with right now is there's so many positive affirmations and so many things that we try to speak to ourselves or messages that we're trying to communicate to ourselves that really don't give us or offer us the hope that we have. So can you speak to this invitation that we know we've received that you've written about so beautifully in your upcoming children's book from Jesus and how the Bible points us forward to the hope that we have in eternity? Well, constantly the Bible is always encouraging to look at the end results, um, the harvest that will be gleaned, the house that will be built, the watchman is on the tower waiting for the morning. Uh, Always and always, um, the Bible is pointing us forward. We press on, as the Apostle Paul says, always striving heavenward to that high calling of knowing Jesus better. Our sanctification is all about working us toward our glorification in heaven. So God gives us this kind of restlessness down here on earth through suffering and affliction. He's always pushing and prodding us, just goading us in the right direction that our hearts might be focused on heaven, uh, because that's where our hope lies. Our hope lies in heaven. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us as that deposit, that guarantee, assuring us that one day we're going to be a part of Christ's rich, glorious inheritance. We get to bring great joy to the Lord Jesus. We're going to worship and serve him forever in eternity. And everything, everything we do down here on earth, everything, every thought, every action, every decision, every little drastic obedience, everything we do down here on earth has a direct bearing on our capacity for joy and worship and service in heaven. So we must not waste our days. Psalm 92 says, teach us to number our days, O Lord. Let's not waste them. Let's invest them in eternal eternal glories above. And I'm for one, I, I don't want to be least in the kingdom of heaven because there will be levels in heaven. Jesus himself speaks of those who are least in the kingdom. And he even speaks of those who are great in the kingdom. And I simply want to love God more down here on earth because I want my capacity 
for joy and worship and service in heaven to overflow. I don't want it to be a thimble full. I want it to be a tanker truck load full of capacity for serving and worshiping Jesus for all of eternity. So this is why heaven is so important. And this is why our day should be focused on it so that we can invest wisely, lay up our treasures in heaven. Let's not build with wood, hay, and straw and stubble, as it says in 1 Corinthians 3. Let's build with gold, silver, and precious stones. So it's all a matter of increasing our capacity for joy in heaven and worship in heaven, as well as uh, laying more crowns at the feet of our Savior. That's what I'm excited about. I think the songs that we've been talking about here with the hymns are such a great example of how you're making investments, like eternal investments in uh, singing praises to the Lord. So, Johnny, you shared one. Would you share more of your favorite kind of scriptural songs that you sing during times of suffering and how they've been an encouragement to you? Well, I mentioned Bible promises earlier, and that's why I often sing to the Lord. I'm standing on the promises of God. Hmm. Standing, standing. I might be sitting down in my wheelchair, but in my heart, on the inside, I am standing up. I cannot raise my arms. I have no bicep muscles. I have no shoulder muscles. I can't lift my arms, as the Bible often speaks of raising our hands to the Lord. I can't do that. But on the inside, I sure am. I'm standing up, arms raised holding fast to the promises of God. That's one hymn that I often uh, sing to the Lord Jesus. Another is, a mighty fortress is our God. He's a bulwark, never failing. He is our helper amidst the flood of all mortal ills that seem at times to be prevailing. This is the way I talk to the Lord. I, I use snippets and slices of both scripture and great timeless hymns of the faith to well, they're kind of like fodder for faithful praying. Yeah. They spice and salt and pepper my intercessions and worship with words that are really God's language, parts of scripture, parts of Psalms, and also glorious hymns. So I think it's a way of enriching my prayer life, just bringing these snippets of scripture and singing before the Lord. It's a way of making my uh, prayers creative spirit-filled, heartfelt, Hmm. and a little unique, using the words of of hymns to to bring before the Lord in prayer. It's it's kind of a fun thing to do. Another hymn, let's see, O love that will not let me go, O Lord Jesus, I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe, that in thy ocean's depths its flow might richer, fuller be. I mean, that's a prayer right there. And it's nothing more than the stanza of a a beautiful old timeless hymn. Well, I love, too, how we see that example in Scripture. Can you kind of speak to some of the examples that we have in Scripture of people singing in times of suffering? Uh, Just this morning, right before you and I got together on this podcast, just minutes before, my husband and I were finishing up our daily Through the Bible in a Year reading, and we happened to be in the Psalms of Ascent which start with Psalm 124. It's a collection of 15 psalms that are really songs, uh, S-O-N-G-S, songs that the Israelites used to sing as they were uh, marching uh, up the dirt paths from Syria, parts of Turkey, down near Jericho, marching up toward Jerusalem. I can just picture pilgrims 
walking up that dirt path from uh, Jericho that winds through the ravines. And I'm sure at a, a point above Jericho, they could see the citadels, the backside of Jerusalem along that high ridge. And they would sing of the hill of Zion and how we are marching to Zion. And these are all beautiful songs in scripture. And when we look at them closely, we can see some great parallels between the modern hymns of the faith that are in, in our hymnals and, of course, Scripture, which is filled with various songs. Um, most of the Psalms are just that. They are hymns that God's people would sing uh, during times of festivals. So uh, they are filled with wonderful reminders to, to look toward heaven, to look toward Zion, to Remember that one day your enemies will be cast down. You will crush them under your feet. That God is our ever-present help in every trouble. I mean, constantly they are filled with hope, encouragement, perseverance, words to help you endure. And uh, we do well to memorize them. I just, I just finished memorizing Psalm 63. And um, okay, this is funny. Can I do this? You can edit this out if you want. But sometimes... <laughs> Okay, remember I said, Hunter, earlier that when we, when we recite God's word in a musical pattern, it ingrains it more quickly into our <laughs> yes. heart and head. Okay, I made up a little song to help me memorize Psalm 63. Let's hear it. We're all going to memorize it after this. It's going to be on repeat. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Shall I keep going? Because you are my help, I will sing. In the shadow of your wings, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. I could go on, but I won't embarrass you any further. I, I'm that, not embarrassed at all. I need I need it. I mean, I'm going to do this with my kids because, Johnny, this is what I do. So my the whole series is based off of my children's book. Let me see if I have a copy of it. It's called Read It, See It, Say It, Sing It. Oh, there you and go. it's all about reading, seeing, saying, and singing God's word. And that's what we do. We come up with beats and we share them. And then it's really fun because they're replicable. And so some people who don't have, I mean, Johnny, when is your CD coming out? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I think you can tell my voice is not what it used to be. My lungs are have took a hit since COVID and I don't have a singing voice like I used to. But you know what? I had a good run while I had voice. Uh, but I, I, I entertain myself, and I think I entertain the Lord Jesus when I make up songs. And really, anybody can do it. You just simply make up a little tune. It, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. But it's, again, patterns of music help you quickly grasp the words you want to memorize. So I always like to, to put things I'm memorizing to, to a musical lyric you know, musical uh, uh, stanza. It, it, it's just fun to do it that way and easy. 
I couldn't agree more. And for those who don't have the gift of song or rhyme, I also just think your life, Johnny, is such a testament to uh, how we can live lives that sing of the praises of the Lord. And so thank you so much for your willingness to share uh, just how you dwell with God in his word and how you welcome others to do that through song. This has truly been such an encouragement to me. And I really do need the rest of the song at some point so that I can work on Psalm (laughs) 63. Thank you very much for that. And Johnny, you know, as we're closing, I would love to hear from you just any encouragement that you have for um, someone who is walking through a season of suffering or just a season of of dry, uh, like a dry season in their faith, and they are having a hard time reaching for God's word. What encouragement would you have to cause them to want to read, see, say, and sing God's word whenever they can? Well, for any of our listening friends who are feeling defeated, discouraged, uh, in a time of grief, a season of dryness, first ask the Holy Spirit to come alongside you, be your friend, lift your heart, boost your spirits, you know, open up your capacity to your desire to even want to read, and then start reading. People think that if they open up their Bibles, they're going to wait for this magical emotion to come over them that will give them a desire to read. Well, that ain't going to happen. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to assist you, and then you got to start reading. You just start reading. And as you read, ask the Lord Jesus, quicken my heart, open my eyes, help me know the hope to which you called me. Father, let me understand the inheritance of your glorious riches. Help me to understand the incomparably great power, which is ours. I mean, just pray as you read. And believe me, your suffering, your affliction, your dryness, your season of grief is your asset. Mm. It is indeed your best friend because God resists the proud. He resists mm. people who have it all together and, and, and can just knock it out. No, he, his heart is toward the needy, the weak, the infirmed, the confused, the downcast, the brokenhearted. He is near to those who are crushed in spirit. Your season of dryness and your season of affliction is your best friend. It's going to be that sheepdog that snaps at your heels and drives you to the Savior where otherwise you might not be inclined to go, where things all hunky-dory. And that's how I look at my pain, Hunter. You know, I've told you this before, but I wake up in the morning, and it's so darn hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to face another day of pain. And I say, Jesus, show up big time. I need you desperately. I need the warmth of your love. I need the support of your everlasting arms underneath me. I need to feel them underneath me. Jesus, be near to me. And this is how I talk to him when mm-hmm. I'm in great pain. And sometimes, most often, the, the pain doesn't go away. But man, I've got courage for the day. I've got a smile that I know has not been put there by Colgate. It's so real. It's so visceral. It's so tangible. And that's the secret, seeing your suffering as your asset to drive you to Jesus, where otherwise you might not go. Or if you did go, you might not be as you know, heartfelt earnest about it, but suffering breaks you. It just lobs a hand grenade into your composure and just blows it all to smithereens and say, Jesus, I need you. Please help me. So not to be discouraged by that season of dryness or 
affliction or grief, let it be that which drives you to, pushes you into the heart of your Savior. Mm. Johnny, your story truly does that for me and for so many. It's such a joy to get to talk to you and just to get to hear your heart, to get to continue learning from you anytime, anytime, any place you want to come on Journey Women, you are always welcome. We're so grateful for the opportunity to hear from you today. Thank you so much for joining us again. I'm grateful to you and of course to all our listening friends. Thank you for letting me share my heart. We pray that this conversation with Johnny spurs you to seek to know and love God in His Word. This is the last installment in our Knowing and Loving the Bible series. We are so grateful to all of you who listened, and we cannot wait to be back in your earbuds in July of 2022. Until then, make sure you find us on social media at Journey Women Podcast or subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss out on important updates. You can find out how to do that on our website at journeywomenpodcast.com. Also, a big thank you to all of you who supported the launch of my new children's book, Read It, See It, Say It, Sing It. I am just so grateful for all of your love and support. This episode was edited and sound designed by the team at Sound On Studios. You can find out more about their work at soundonsoundoff.com. We are so grateful for them and for you. Can't wait to see you here this summer. <laughs>